0: You came to the right place, baby. Welcome to the podcast,
1: where three girlfriends from the East Coast align each week to chat about all things mental health
2: and wellness, from crystals to cocktails. Laugh and heal with us as we navigate balance, confidence and learning to love each and every inch of ourselves every day.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Crystals to Cocktails, you guys. I'm not gonna lie, as I'm like saying this, I am I have butterflies in my, my stomach right now because not only have we been talking about having our first guest on the show, we've been teasing about having guests on the show, we're not only coming through on that promise today we're doubling down because not only do we have one guest on the podcast tonight we have two Um, but before I introduce them before I say too much too soon I believe Miss Haley Jean is going to be pulling a crystal from our card deck so what do we have cooking over there
0: hey I love how you call it a show you're like from our show is it not? <laughs> I mean, it feels like it. It feels like it. Hey, I feel like one day we should do some video. Um, we should do some. What is that called now?
2: Like a, a vlog? A vlog. Yeah. Turn a it. Vlog. Into-
0: yes. So mm-hmm. instead of like, I'm gonna just pull the crystal, but not read the whole explanation. Just basically, pull the crystal, share like the main intention, and call it a day because yeah. I want to just. Hand it over to our first guests. So hold on. Let's just breathe together. All right. This is for you guys. I said, there it is. Ooh. Hematite. Hematite? (laughs) Ground yourself is our crystal. It looks like a big bowling ball. Hematite. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Yeah 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 yeah. Ground yourself. I love it. So now, let's move on.
2: All right, you guys, so Kelsey here, our first guests on this podcast, happened to be my parents. So now introducing Bill and Jean Maroney. <laughs> beep,
1: beep, beep. Uh, welcome,
2: welcome. <laughs> you know, they're pretty good at hyping themselves up. I could hype them up all day. Uh, you know, I've grown up with them as uh them guiding me through life and uh we have been through it for sure. And today's episode is all about overcoming obstacles. Uh and we're going to get into that and I think that our initial, you know, to kick it off is uh what would be, we'll start with my dad. Cause I know he has a lot to say here. <laughs> what would be your, at the bit. what would be your initial advice on overcoming obstacles?
3: Well, thank you, uh, Haley and Lindsay and Kelsey for the invite, uh, to be on your, uh, be on your podcast. Uh, certainly we've watched all three of you grow and change and overcome obstacles, Um, And we appreciate the opportunity to share. Hopefully something that uh, Gene and I can say tonight will add some value to your life, a a nugget or two. Um, All of us have been to personal development conferences. We've been reading books. We've been trying to improve ourselves. And I always tell people when you're at a conference or listening to a podcast, you know, take notes, but don't be so busy taking notes that you miss the message. You miss the heartbeat of what's trying to be uh, portrayed or communicated and um, so, under the guise of overcoming obstacles, I'll I'll start with a I'll start with a quote that I heard, and it says this: um, If you can find a path with no obstacles, it probably doesn't lead anywhere. So I think all of us have had to overcome obstacles in order to succeed. And when we're overcoming or we face obstacles and we 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 t- and we don't succeed at a pace that we feel we should, sometimes we think we're failing. And you're not failing, we have to change our mindset about how we perceive obstacles. We're either learning, or we're either uh, su- succeeding or we're learning. We're not succeed- we're not winning or losing, we're winning or learning.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you
3: can learn from each obstacle and build upon that, you're gonna become stronger over time. Um, and I'll, I'll just continue on a couple of things. When we talk about overcoming obstacles, um, I would say this, obstacles obscure, opportunity. Mm-hmm. Obstacles, obscure opportunity. Obstacles should empower us to overcome them, not to shy away from finding a solution. So it does require okay. us to be solution oriented. There you go. Um, and if we take a step back and look at the 100,000 foot view, and then I'll let you ladies take over. But uh, I would say when we look at obstacles in our life, we have to understand we're going to probably have to change in order to overcome that obstacle and get the most from that change that occurred. Uh, The world has occurred. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and it's occurring at hyper speed. And we know that change is the only constant in the world and in our lives today. Nobody is the same person that they were last week or last month or last year or five years ago. And change will continue to impact our lives. Mm. But I would encourage everybody, go ahead.
0: Well, I'm just like obviously I'm just taking notes because I love everything that you have to say always, but um just to let the listeners know what is so amazing, I mean, everything about you guys are amazing, but you have been with the same network marketing company for like thirty plus years, correct? right? Yes
3: yes, that's correct, and, absolutely
0: and so this is like this is like a huge reason one reason i continue to look up to them like and i'm so happy to have them on our podcast because how many people do you know that have stuck with something for so long and continue to overcome and overcome mm. and just yeah so that's i just wanted to put that out there first before you continue to talk i love keep saying whatever you have to say but i just wanted to say that so everybody can understand that
2: well also uh and i'll just you know kind of Uh, spitball off of that is not only have they been in the same network, network marketing business for that long, but they have taught me since I was younger, like, don't have all your eggs in one basket, right? Like have multiple sources of income. And, you know, not only they practice what they preach, so it hasn't just been like, oh, do these things. They have been a testament of those things as that, as they go along. And I think that like what he is, is getting at and he'll continue to expand on is focus on the opportunity uh, instead of the obstacles, like focus on the things that you can do um, and the things that like, what, what is the opportunity of what you are getting at and not focusing so hard on, on the obstacle that you have to overcome, like so many people approach their day and they're, they, they wake up and they're like, oh, I have to go to work today. And we, we touched on this on a recent episode, right? Like I have to do this. I have to do that. Instead of I get to, I get to do this. And this is, you know, I'm going to focus on the, I'm going to focus on the opportunity versus the fact that this is something that is in my way.
4: If I could add in here in the, this is probably on your mind right now, you focus on the opportunity, you win. You focus on the obstacle, you
0: lose, period. Wow, I'm just like preacher. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay. I know,
1: I, I'm like, I need to write all of this, these little nuggets already, you guys, I just have to say are just so motivational. And it's just so, I what you're doing, I'm, I'm seeing, and I see this pattern with all these amazing little phrases is you are altering your mindset you're tweaking your mindset, mm-hmm. you're looking at two things can be true, right? But it's like you just said, Jean, like what you're focusing on um, will be what comes to fruition ultimately. Right. And I think that that's so awesome. So much of it is in our heads, One right? And things, I can't wait to hear more.
4: Yeah. One of the things that Bill mentioned, he talked about solutions. And I've always, I've always tried to, to teach our children since they were younger, if they would come to me and be upset about something and I can't do this and, or this isn't working or this is like, you we ha- you have to be solution oriented. Think about it a different way. We have to look at the, the situation that you're dealing with and don't feel like I can't do this. What is it that I can change about the way I'm thinking that will allow me to do this and be successful at it?
0: Yeah, Jean, like, how can I make Mm -hmm. this work? You know, instead of like, I can't, how can I? Just a simple little tweak that can change the course of your life. Exactly, exactly.
3: Maybe I could just uh, jump back in uh, and if I can promote uh, a series of books, one of the leadership series and and authors that we've been following for the past 10 or 15 years is Robert Kiyosaki. He's written uh, multiple New York Times bestsellers, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Business of the 21st century and cash flow quadrant. And it, he just talks about there are four, four ways of generating income. And um, when we have obstacles, most people get tripped up on financial obstacles. So if you have all your eggs in one basket, like Kelsey said, uh, and we, we, we've all been guilty of that at some point in our life, we put undue financial stress on, our, on ourselves and on our families. But the four cash flow quadrants are the employee quadrant, the self employed quadrant the business owner quadrant and the investor quadrant. Employees go home to job, oftentimes for a paycheck that really won't do what they want it to do. The S quadrant, self-employed, these are multitaskers, very demanding, goal-oriented, can do type people, but they tend not to be very good at delegating. And then you have um, then you have business owners who have a business that will, a business is a business that'll kick off positive cash flow and revenue and sales when you're not there to do the day-to-day management. Your business can be running in New England or running in Phoenix or running in California, and you can be on your yacht in Florida. So it's a, an ongoing residual type income. And ultimately, you have the investor quadrant, which are where the wealthy spend most of their time. So it's really about the mindset. 95% of the general population spend time on the left side of the quadrant in the employee or the self employed quadrant. And they wonder why they're struggling, because most of them only have one maybe two sources of income. Kiyosaki encourages all of us to have straddle, do what you need to do to have your feet in two or three different quadrants at the same time. Gene and I are self-employed. We own two companies. We're business owners. They run essentially by themselves, not by themselves. We have to prime the pump and manage it. And then we have money invested. And so with those three sources of income, we've got a quality of life that we're really enjoying. But I I wanna get back to to, uh, overcoming obstacles and being aware of what obstacles are so we can identify them. Um, Stress is the result of imagination and not reality. Stress is the result of imagination and not reality. So we talk about overcoming obstacles. You're gonna have to lead yourself. You're gonna have to set, have your own vision. You're gonna have to set goals and you're gonna have to find ways over, under, around, and through those obstacles. You know, one of the things that, uh, that I've learned that all the problems that I've had in my life, all the relationship issues I've had in my life, all my financial struggles, spiritual, social, and what have you, there's been one common denominator, You and that's <laughs> me. And, uh, and until you can identify the me in all of the obstacles or challenges that you've had in your life, that's what I do. When I realized that I was the only one person that was, that was present in all of the crap that I've been through in my life, I began to realize that I needed to change my core values and change my mindset.
2: Self-reflect.
3: Self-reflect, meet, meditate, read, mm-hmm. change who I am on the inside. People want outside change. They want, they, want, they want money. They want to get involved with a concept or a principle or an investment or a business opportunity. They want money to go right into their pocketbook or wallet. The the business has to go from your head to your heart and then into your into your uh, into your wallet, so we have to get good at focusing on what we have and not on what we don't have, and and learn and and teach ourselves when we have when we face an obstacle, what is this obstacle trying to teach me? Mm-hmm. It's just a great example, and maybe you gals can. Uh, talk about an obstacle that that you that you went through, and then after you look, you went through, you look back and you go, "Wow, what did I learn from that?" And if we, if as long as we're learning, we're growing. But if we stop learning, if we're not reassessing what we did or did not learn, then we're not growing. So maybe mm-hmm. some of you gals can pick up from there.
2: Well, you know, let let us uh, turn that back on you. And where was a situation where, you know, you came across an obstacle that you. Hat. you at the time were like, there's no way I'm getting through this, but you did.
3: Well, I'd say one of the hardest things I've ever, and I, I think Jean can also uh, comment on this, but uh, well,
2: you, you do you, and then we'll go to her.
3: Okay. <laughs> um, I went through uh, a professional career change and then a, then a divorce. I was, I, I was an all American soccer player at the university of Connecticut. I played professional soccer with the New York cosmos, team America, the Chicago sting, And unfortunately, I was in a a prior unhealthy marriage. And um, uh, after I stopped playing professional soccer, I ended up going through a divorce, my former wife filed. And I couldn't believe it was happening to me. I had a young son who was one year old. And, um, you know, I thought my life, I'm like, this can't be happening to me. And I started really questioning who I was, you know, where was I? Where was I in the past? Where was I currently in what was my future going to look like being a divorcee? And um, it wasn't until I really got professional counseling until I realized I had a lot to offer somebody. And then um, I think not to get religious or spiritual, but I was introduced to my wife, Jean, on a, on a blind date and uh, asked her to marry me. The, this was over 30 years ago, asked her to marry me on the first date. We got married nine months later, and here we are 30 years down the road. 30 years in a row, I might add, being married, uh, our second marriage and happier than two pigs in mud. Um, but having, having learned several lessons from Visual my first that. marriage, one, my wife needs to put me first. And number two, we have to have common, we have to have similar interests and hobbies. We have to, want, we have to want to be together and do things together. And uh, Jean has certainly uh, put our marriage first in so many ways. And then we we have so many common interests that we just every day we're business partners and life partners, and we spend every day coming together, working together for a common goal, and it's it's been wonderful. So, uh, Gene, maybe you can pick up on that.
2: Yeah, it worked out pretty well. <laughs> so, you know, same question: an obstacle that you had to overcome, and uh, you know where where that trajectory led you, and how you overcame it.
4: Yes, well, it was uh, similar because. Um, I went through a divorce as well. And at that point in time, my precious little Kelsey girl here was only six months old and uh, her older brother was two and a half. So uh, I found myself in a situation where I was losing myself. I, I felt like I was no longer the person uh, that I wanted to be or that I wanted to become And just was losing a grip on feeling good about myself, anything that was happening. And I thought, I can't stay here. In order for me to even be a good parent, I can't stay in this relationship. Uh, And it took me a while to get to the point where I could develop enough strength to go, I have to leave. I had to leave. And, uh, I know (laughs) it because I was having those thoughts, even when I was pregnant with Kelsey and I thought this can't be that I'm feeling this way about the father of my children, but it was exactly what I was feeling and, and knew I had to make a change. And, um, yeah, so she was six months old and I took her and her brother and, Uh, We left and it was rough going at first, but um, it was a year, only a year after that, that I met um, Bill on a blind date and uh, (laughs) he did ask me to marry him the first night in a, in a different kind of way. What was your response? It was, uh, Well, I had a nice time tonight. Why, why, why don't we try a second date? Oh yeah, <laughs> and we'll see where it goes from there. Because he always presents it like I asked him to marry me first night. We were married nine months later, and
2: I the mean, rest is was, history. <laughs> it
4: was quick for sure, uh, but not as, that quick. <laughs> no, it wasn't one night. <laughs> And it was like, okay, I, you know, we we started to spend quite a bit of time together, and really, out of the gate, started kind of working um, one of our businesses together, and did a lot of our dating through the course of that course at, between the two of us. We had three small children, so uh, I mean, I think both our parents, my parents and his parents, thought we were nuts. Um, but we made it work. It, it was a blended family. There were some, some times that were very interesting over the course of all of these years, but when I look at where we started and where we are now, um, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. It's, it, it's, uh, it's been an amazing journey, and it's just been amazing to see how the tapestry of our lives ended up bringing us together and that our family as a whole is so precious. And, you know, um, our kids, uh, are just amazing together. They love each other. Tyler, Kelsey, Joelle, are Joelle, we had between us, Bill and I, uh, she's five and a half years younger than Kelsey. And yet they're the best of friends and the same with, uh, with Tyler. So it just is, um, wonderful. Uh, My heart is always full when we're together and, uh, Tyler and Katie and the girls aren't here with us this week, but it is just, um, wonderful to see my adult children at this point in my life get along so well. It is, uh, spectacular, but- Mm it was a lot of work, a lot of patience, a, a lot, lot of, of overcome, a lot of, yeah, overcoming. Um, yeah. I mean, there were some crazy things along the way and there was a time that Kelsey wasn't too happy about it.
2: <laughs> okay. Way so back. now that, now that we're hitting this topic, you know, you, <laughs> I did that sounds like
1: a... another episode. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: Kelsey's several, ready- Kelsey's <laughs> rebellion phase could be like a, a, you know, a series, but we won't get into Kelsey's <laughs> no, no, rebellion phase. We're
4: not gonna, I, think I, we're- I just would love that, that we're here now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amen for that.
2: <laughs> so I think, um, you know, at this point, I guess, well, I think a good question for all of us and I'll let my parents answer this and maybe answer it for myself, but you know, what was a point, uh, what was a point in my life where you saw something where you saw a piece that I had to overcome and how I handled it and I I guess like a point where you know you felt I don't know I, I'll let you take the reins on that because I I won't say like handled it well I'll say like you know something that you saw me had to, had to overcome and um were there for and then I think like older I'd say, I mean, I'd say adult years. I mean, if we're going into younger years, then that's getting a little sketch. Uh, (laughs) But same thing for, you know, I think that we can ask Haley and Lindsay the same thing after you guys answer that that would be a good question for them. Like, you know, a a piece in your life where you felt like you had to overcome and what the outcome was and how you got through it.
3: So I can start here. I think uh, one of the lessons my dad taught me was that. No, I'm sorry.
2: Your dad taught you or? We're talking she wants about... you
4: to talk about something that you've seen
2: her... Right. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Exactly. We didn't mean to interrupt him. Go okay, ahead. No, Don't no, not... question Bill. <laughs> I, know, we
3: I want to co- comment on when we saw the growth in Kelsey. And my dad taught me that maturity has nothing to do with age. It has to do with accepting responsibility. So you can have a teenager that's 18 that's very mature in some areas. And we're all mature in some areas in our life, but we're also immature in other areas. And for me, when Kelsey joined her Beachbody organization with the relationships she developed, when she started reading books, Kelsey started to grow from the inside. She started to self-assess, to become a leader from the inside out. And when she started taking responsibility for her own life, that's when Jean and I were like, wow, she's connecting the dots. She's getting it. And uh, so association, reading books, you know, we've all heard the saying, in the next five years, you're going to be the direct result of the people you associate with and the books that you read, period, end of story, drop, mic drop, walk out of the room. And that certainly is true with Kelsey. The moment she decided to start reading positive books and associating Haley with you and Lindsay and the other gals in the organization and really learning you know, P- PMA positive mental attitude books, personal development. PMA groups. all day. Kelsey's Kelsey's <laughs> life literally started to change because she stopped looking at the problem and focusing on the solution. So for me, the last five years in particular have been amazing in Kelsey's life. Maybe in going going a little bit beyond that.
4: Yeah, it has it has been a joy. It has been a, an absolute joy to watch Kelsey really. Um, come into her own and and find her voice find herself um going from uh, i will just hop back to child she was very shy didn't she didn't want to talk to anyone <laughs> outside of her immediate circle of friends and family uh to the point where she wouldn't ask store clerks for any information, so
3: she would ask Joel to go get something <laughs> or ask go go up to get ketchup at Burger King.
4: But anyway, she's just uh, turned into an amazing mom, and actually watching her because Kelsey was a young mom, and uh, to see her take that responsibility just like like a champ. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's impressed me from uh, from. <laughs> the moment that that she found out she was pregnant and started just eating healthy reading up on everything I'm like who are you (laughs) so um but then fast forward to uh about six or seven years ago when um she's become not just a good reader she's a voracious reader she reads more books than i do at this point in in my life um i know that wasn't the case years ago but uh when i talk to her when she's sharing things with me and she's talking about three or four books at a time and can't wait to get to the next one and that is huge for really working in what we call your mindset right it's in it, that has everything to do with being able to overcome obstacles. So her working on that mindset, um, she just is, She it's like to me right now, <laughs> she's like my, my little superwoman. She can charge through those brick walls, no problem. Um, and the future is incredibly bright and it just is soul encouraging to watch her these days. So.
2: Wow. All right. I wasn't expecting. I wasn't <laughs> expecting the length on that. But I. Uh, I appreciate both of you. <laughs> I'm Like so. I won't speak on my overcome because they did. Um, no. <laughs> so I think once and
4: Haley need to say something. No.
2: I. I think real quick. One of the pieces. You know that I'm like. So you're a product of your environment, right? I already. I also went through a divorce. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think that that was though, one of the biggest obstacles that I had to overcome was, uh, you know, there is, a, there is still a, a stigma around divorce and, uh, the way that it's portrayed. And almost like, uh, if you, you know, if you failed at a marriage, then like, that's a, that's a failure. It's not necessarily like a badge of honor. Right. And I think that, you, you know, when I got to the point where I felt like I needed to move forward with a divorce, I, um. I had this like really heavy aspect of me that was like, ugh, you know, I just, not necessarily that I cared what people thought of me, but you never go into a marriage thinking it will fail. And having to overcome um, that, that feeling of failure, having to overcome, you know, that aspect of, okay, well, this didn't work out. And it doesn't, it's not um, a direct reflection of who I am. It's just, I know what I deserve. And so for me, it was, you know, having to focus on Uh, where I was going versus where I had been and I think that that was a really a really big piece for my overcome so um, I guess like now we'll uh, we'll ask Linz like when was a time where you felt like you know you needed to overcome something and and how you overcame it and what your what your process like processing through it because I think that's a big piece of overcome is not just like doing it but like how do you process through it
1: Absolutely. Um. Honestly, it's so it's so awesome. First of all, Bill and Jean, like you guys, you're just stories about your overcome just so Awesome to hear. You guys are great speakers, but aside from that, like your stories are just so encouraging. And I love the way that you can clearly see that your mindset has evolved and the way that you two both mentioned. And Bill, you mentioned that at the beginning of the episode, but mentioning that reinvention. um, And that's something that I really resonate with with my story of Overcome because I. I'm a firm believer. And now that I've overcome something difficult, um, I think that you do have to shed that version of yourself that was afraid of that obstacle in order to move forward. And I think that's that evolution where you start to feel that reinvention, um, you know, cause you, you do, you have to leave behind parts of you that are running from it or that want to avoid the problem because that's not the version of you that is on the other side and I truthfully think the version of you that's on the other side is actually you know as you're shedding these layers you're actually getting closer and closer to the core of your being that's why you can sit here right now and say you know that you're so happy with the life that you've built because you took the risks you you know maybe you know, lost pieces of yourself, but you gain so much more, you know, along the way. Um, And I think that that's so awesome. And I resonate with that a lot in terms of my obstacle, which was when I was in my early twenties, I was three years into a relationship that went bad and I was living in a city that wasn't close to home. I was totally isolated in a way in this relationship that had turned very toxic And i had three months left on my lease. I didn't know what to do. It was my first relationship. And I, you know, took a month where I was thinking about whether or not I was going to leave. And I knew that I had to, right? (laughs) But I knew that that also required so much growth and change. And I needed to give myself time to almost prepare for that. And I think the best way that you can overcome an obstacle or um, when it does happen is to be preparing yourself each day with that, you know, the positive, the positivity, the personal development, the mindset work, surrounding yourself with people who are, you know, better than you in the way that they, I guess not better than you, but you know, the five people who you like aspire to be more like. Um, Because I truthfully think that if I had not done those things leading up to that point where this relationship turned really bad, I would not have had the strength I would not have had the capacity and the bravery to change and evolve and grow. And I think that as long as you're constantly working on those things, it's almost like you're building a muscle, um, that can help you leave when it's time to go to that competition. When it's time to, you know, um, lift that weight, you'll be stronger and you'll be ready to do it, move that mountain, whatever, you know, whatever resonates, um, And when that relationship did go, you know, south, the few things that were running through my mind that were really creating this fear of this obstacle and this overcome, you know, is that I'm leaving. I can't commute an hour and a half, you know, from where I grew up and where it's comfortable and where I'd want to retreat to right now and move back home, you know, with my mom, um, you know, I can't do a commute, so I have to leave my job. Okay. So I'd have to find a new job and am I going to move home? I don't know. I thought it was such a big accomplishment that I was not living at home anymore, but apartments are really expensive right now. And again, I'm not going to have a job. So, you know, things like that were swirling through my mind, not to mention I'm heartbroken, I'm devastated by this relationship not working. I really thought it would last. And um, there was a reason why it didn't. And it's because I am not that person anymore. And that person wasn't actually me in a way too. It was me, but it was a version of me that is who I am now just feels so much more authentic because I gave myself space to grow and I faced the obstacle. I moved through it. Versus, you know, trying to get around it, trying to go over it under it. Um, I kind of just took a bunch of risks and trusted myself and trusted that honestly, if I'm surrounded by people who love me and protect me and are willing to support me sometimes financially, if I need it, um, then, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you have, you have people and you have a team. And, um, I truthfully think that if you're ever in a position where you're like literally uprooting your life, you know, and moving and changing everything, um, sometimes that can actually be more therapeutic than changing one thing. You know, if you just change everything, it just gives you this permission to truly find yourself and find your happiness and focus and be a little selfish for a while and focus on like what makes you, you. Um, and then, yeah, you know, just keep exercising that muscle and working on your mindset, um, along the way. And then when life does throw you a curveball, because that's again, like one of the guarantees, like Bill mentioned is things will always change. Things are always going to, you know, be a little uncomfy from time to time. So the best thing you can do is try to get yourself out of your comfort zone once in a while. Get familiar with that. You know, it's way less scary when you are comfortable with an emotion versus you feel it only when, you know, it feels like you're the victim of something.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And in those moments, you decided to focus on the opportunity versus the obstacle because you very much could have been like, okay, all of these things are in my way. I'm going to like, Okay, I should just stay here because it's easier, right? Like it's easier for me to stay in this moment and stay in this unhealthy relationship because it's going to require so many different changes for me to get out of it and for me to overcome and for me to uh, you know, see the next opportunity in front of my face. But you you realize that you were not happy, that you weren't getting what you deserved and you needed to move on from it. And you decided to focus on the opportunity and where to go from there instead of what was in your way. So absolutely. Yeah. Hey, what about you? What was a time, you know, in your life that you felt like this is, this was an obstacle. This is something that was, you know, put in my way and this is what I'm going to do to overcome it and how you kind of navigated through it.
0: I have a list. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to choose. I don't.
2: What feels right in this moment? (laughs)
0: i might i might just list them off quickly
2: Uh um
0: so i do know like for sure that most of our values emerge from our deepest pain and you know struggles Uh so all of it is for a much higher purpose and i'm grateful for them all because it brought me here you know Uh but um so that ha- that's something to think about. That should be like a whole episode. You know, what values emerge from your deepest pain and is it now, you know, part of your purpose and are you helping people with it and all that stuff. But um, for me, yeah, all of this, all of my pain for sure. I feel like I'm helping and changing myself and so many others because of it, but um, I really cannot choose. Um, so I grew up like super poor and um, to overcome that, I don't know, like I just got a job when I was super young, 14, and I tried to help out my family and myself immediately as soon as I could. Um, I was also super shy. My mom made me talk to the the work the worker at 7-Eleven. She made me go buy milk because I never talked to a stranger in my life at 12 years old. So that's how shy I was. Like everybody <laughs> called me painfully shy but um, because of that, I, I help people find their voice, you know what I mean, to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also had a cheater boyfriend for 10 years. Hey. He was my boyfriend for 10 years. And because of him, I value honesty, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, after, you know, I was stuck in two jobs that I wasn't passionate about for 10 years, um, bartending and hairdressing. And because of that, I help people like get unstuck. and I, I, to overcome it. Like I just, I did the uncomfortable stuff on the daily. I did things that I never thought I would do, but, um, yeah, it was difficult and hard to overcome, but nothing was more difficult than being stuck in that situation. You know what I mean? Um, and then I started a network marketing company and it was, it's big. It still is. I'm still with it, but like people quit on the daily and that's hard i have to overcome that every single day and to do it i just continue to be proof that what i'm doing works and that's all i have to do to overcome honestly and then the last thing i wanted to say was just like i'm continuing to reinvent myself because mm-hmm. like bill was saying in the beginning like we not you're not going to be the same you weren't the same person you were five years ago and you're not going to be the same person in five years so if you want to be successful and continue to overcome you have to continually change and grow and do the things to to move forward otherwise you're just like repeating the circle exactly Mm -hmm. so that was like a list of things but um there's a lot so
2: no, I'm glad that you touched on all of those mm. because I think there can be something that's learned by each and every one for sure. Uh, Adapt or die. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh! Oh, okay,
0: Jean.
1: Okay, <laughs> another
0: one. Another one. You guys have a bunch of mic drop
1: moments. I'm like, I'm just sitting here like, okay, drop.
3: Jean's got to work. Jean's got to work <laughs> on her self image and her self esteem. You know.
4: It's true though, because if. Like all the things that that we all now have talked about, um, if if we didn't adapt, you you literally would have lost yourself, or been dead, or been done, you know, and <laughs> curled up in a ball and and not going after it in life. So if you don't yeah. adapt, you're done.
0: Yeah, you would have just chosen like the victim mentality and called it a life. Exactly. You know a lot.
1: A lot of people too, I feel like when there's a challenge in their life or an uncomfortable situation, they do a lot of avoidance. Have you guys ever like had an obstacle and you've tried to avoid it and skirt around it and pretend you don't see it out of your perips And then it ends up just kind of being right in front of you eventually.
4: You know, and honestly, I think that if we're all honest about it, there are things, those things you deal with on a daily basis. Cause even still today, there will be things that come up a phone call that I need to make somebody that I need to talk to. And I'm like, I don't want to do this, but I have to. And, and it's just like, okay, I just need to deal with it head on. Uh, I'm going to be upfront and honest about whatever and get through it. And if, as long as you approach people that way, they appreciate it. Mm. So even if it's something that they don't want, you know that they're not going to want to hear what you have to tell them, but you present it and then you kind of get on their side, right? <laughs> like, look, there's this and I know, blah, blah, blah. you just come alongside them and be honest and real about it. And then you're in it together. Yeah. And it's, you, you, get, you get to success and whatever that situation is uh by charging through it and kind of attacking the situation instead of our natural instinct of wanting to shy away from it
2: yeah deflect back yeah if you deflect or avoid it's always going to come back to bite you in the ass instead of just you know dealing with it two
1: like under like underlying themes i feel here when it comes to like your, your internal mental toolbox to overcome an obstacle. I hear honesty, like you were just saying, Jean, but then I also hear from Bill earlier, like there's a level of accountability, right? If you are looking at the list of obstacles, like say Haley, if you were dealing with all those things right now, all in real time, and there's that level of accountability, like in a way, the only person that can fix these is me, because like you said, I'm the common thread. So I love kind of focusing on those two things. That might be an easier chunk. You know, if you're listening to this and you're wondering how to approach these types of things, break it down into those things, start just practicing a little bit of honesty, start practicing some accountability. And, um, you know, those two things typically do go hand in hand. And I think that, using those muscles a little bit can really help you in these bigger situations so that you can approach them more
2: confidently. Yeah. And I feel like that piece of honesty, right? Like requires you being humble and admitting your wrongs because there's always a time where, you know, uh, you, you realize like, Oh, okay. I, I had a piece in this where I need to, like you said, take that accountability and taking that, that step back to self-reflect and realize, okay, these are these pieces where I, you know, might have thought I was right going into it and then it, it, not so much. So, uh, yeah.
3: I'd like to thank all three of you for being so open about some of your challenges and struggles. And, uh, you know, I heard that uh, success is, uh, in, in success can be defined as enthusiasm if success is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm, success is going from failure to failure. Uh, and Haley, you talked about it in Lindsay and Kelsey, um, you know, anything worthwhile is going to require challenging growth. Um, it's always, it's been the same since the beginning of mankind, the dream, the struggle, the victory. Um, I, I would, I would like to play devil's advocate a bit here because I think as, when we're talking about, overcoming obstacles, a friend of mine said, it's not what happens, but how you handle it. And I've got a son from a first marriage that has not spoken to anybody on my side of the family or to myself since my mom passed away 15 years ago. And I have a choice. Um, I'm not sure even why he's not communicating with my side of the family, but I have a choice to be angry and to try to track him down and seek him out and confront him, or I can just love him and uh, and not be angry, but if I'm angry, then I'm a prisoner in my own mind. And I think a lot of people have scars from the past and they carry that baggage with them. And you know what, we just gotta, you gotta let it go. You gotta control what you can control and, and not worry about things you can't control. And I've made a decision to love my son, whether he's in my life or not. I pray for him every day. Hopefully he'll connect the dots and I'll hear from him at some point. But, if he, but even if he doesn't, I'm not going to walk around with that baggage. I think a lot of people make, make that mistake. Um, I would like to just play devil's advocate as we probably wrap up here, but we, we have to be careful as we're going through these transitions in life and as we're experiencing hyper change and all the stuff that's going on in the world. It's a crazy world. Things have been turned upside down. We've had the pandemic, but um, I, I want to encourage people a couple things. One, um, the, we call it social media. And in my mind, it's not social media, it's unsocial media. It's not really very friendly because there's a lot of bullying taking place. There's a lot of shaming, there's a lot of uh, erasing, all kinds of stuff that's occurring on the internet. That's not really quite, frankly, it's not that social. So I would call it unsocial uh, media, yeah, number that. one. Number two, a smartphone diminishes our ability to focus. And I think a lot of people who are trying to get their life together, trying to get their focus back, trying to get back on track. And you can be you can be on track and moving, but you can be heading in the wrong direction. And if you're seeking out information on the uh, from the social media, you could be getting information that's you're, you have mom, you have movement. But if you're if you're getting bad information and you're going in the wrong direction and they're steering, people are manipulating you and steering you in the wrong direction, whatever topic you want to pick. That can be that can be that can be dangerous. Um, I want to share this. It says, "Sometimes with social media, satisfying untruths are more partic- are more palatable than an unsatisfi- than an unsatisfying truth. How it makes you feel is more important than the actual truth itself." Um, and then finally, if we're going to keep moving forward with our lives. We have to have an unlimited emotional reservoir to invest in other people around us. The Bible talks about loving God with all your heart, mind, and soul and loving yourself as you love your neighbors. We have to love people. Um, uh, and, and then finally, mentorship. We, we, you, know, you, guys, you, get, you three gals are serving as mentors for a lot of people through this podcast and you have in your businesses and in your lives. I'd encourage everybody to seek out a mentor. Find somebody that has the fruit on the tree and then take advice from somebody that has the fruit on the tree, whatever that fruit may be, whether it's social, spiritual, financial, social, and you want to get financial advice, talk to somebody who has financial That's right? So exactly. ment- mentorship is important. So find someone that has a fruit on the tree and then take advice from people who have the fruit, who are willing to help you get some. And if you seek out mentorship in different areas in your life, because one mentor may not be able to advise you in all aspects okay. of your life. But if you can seek out a mentor who will provide you, they will invest in you along the way. But again, it's your responsibility as the mentee to seek out the advice of the mentor. It's not its not their responsibility to seek you out. And it's not their responsibility to be your friend. It's their responsibility to tell you the truth. And mentorship, I think, is left on the sidelines of life by too many people as they go through challenges Mm, and they they don't want to
2: hear someone they don't want to hear someone give them that feedback right i love that
0: so much i actually told somebody the other day she was like wanting to enroll with me for my life coaching course right and she was like i can i can tell that you aren't afraid to ask the hard questions and i was like yeah Um, I'm here to tell you what you need to hear, not what you You want want to hear. hear. Your mom, your sister will tell you what you want to hear. I will tell you what you need to hear. And I have no problem doing it. That's a huge reason why mentoring, like having a mentor is important. And I'm so glad you brought that up.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, uh this episode has been incredible. I think we are at the point in the episode where I don't know why my voice instantly changes when we're getting to truth we or are Dilla Dilla Dilla. 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 drum
0: roll.
3: Can I promote one more right. thing? Can uh, yeah. I promote one more thing? What are we promoting? Everybody needs to read 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 yes. read 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 and when you're done reading start reading another book Oh, so we're just promoting you know, reading
2: here just reading. I
0: mean, reading it can save you it could save you lots of years of your life kelsey's a
3: fantastic reader I'm, we're very impressed she reads all we the said time that, we said that i know i know i know we
2: appreciate we're, it
3: <laughs> love you girls
2: i swear to god well, you guys, especially you, you know, know so much.
1: i was just gonna say really low like as as adults like there's only so many opportunities we get to learn like, you know, after you're done with formal schooling or, you know, any voluntary schooling, like you really are kind of, it's up to you to learn and to grow. It's not, like you said, no one's really going to hand you the things that you might need. You might have to seek them. I'll co-sign on that bill. I'm a big fan of reads.
0: Awesome. It's like, well, it's just, I mean, I'm just going to, one more thing. So many people, (laughs) they just like, I don't know. They're just like, okay, oh, I'm done with school. I'm done learning. Mm. For real? For real?
2: So not trying to make any shots here, but uh, at least one, if not more, of my ex-relationships have been like, oh, I did school. I'm good with reading. It's like, oh, okay. So, you know, you you went through college, so you don't need to have growth anymore. That's it? Like, you're good? Okay. Run
3: in the opposite direction. That's what I would say to that. Yeah.
2: That's, that's what we in the biz call a red
0: flag Red flag. So, are we gonna ask a question we're we just doing a, a waving speech?
2: red flag yeah a red <laughs> flag on fire <laughs> which i think possibly not- a banner <laughs> so uh linds what is the question that you have so you guys you all know that we do truth or tequila shots at the end of every episode uh today we are gonna ask a question but i know uh my dad and I, at the bare minimum, have a shot queued up here. And I think that Haley, Haley Jean, <laughs> Haley Jean, and we can always count on her for a shot. Already know, yeah, Linz, where are you at on a shot situation? Are you taking a shot or are you drinking kombucha? Uh,
1: I am drinking some nice kombucha out of a wine glass, though, you know, because tis, tis the event.
2: <laughs> All right, so Jean and Lynn's are, uh, are no alcohol tonight, however... Yep. (laughs) All right, Lynn, fire (laughs) fire away with the question and we'll see who wants to answer it here.
1: All right. So my question, it was, it's pretty light. I feel like we had, if there's any more room on anyone's notepads, bless them. Because (laughs) after this, there's a lot to be remembered. So I thought we'd keep this light. And just because this segment is truth or tequila I kind of wanted to know what everyone's signature drink was, specifically Bill and Jean's. Let's be real.
3: Mine's a double shot 151 pina colada. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Woo! And> that <laughs> is not a girl. Vacation. That is not a that is not a girl drink. You drink two of those, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Period, micro. I
4: love it. Period Mike. micro. Go ahead, mom. Um, margarita on the rocks with salt on the rim.
0: Mm, yum,
2: yum no
0: complaints there
2: what about you Lynz? you're the next on deck <laughs> you know,
0: she I honestly... answer. she wasn't gonna ask her she's drinking kombucha
2: yeah
1: i'm like but i will yeah, <laughs> i mean did. it's yeah, she, i'm just rosé just rosé all day a dry rosé a sparkling dry rosé preferably
0: it's just it hits um i have a question about that yeah does it give you a headache the next morning Um,
1: depends on which, like, what quality of the wine I'm drinking. I have a few brands I stick, (laughs) or how much, yeah, let's be real. Or it's really, like, how much I ate the day before. I feel like that will do me in these days as I'm approaching 30. Yeah. So
0: you are, I didn't know this, Mm Lindsay. I did not know this,
2: Lindsay. So,
0: um, you guys. I mean, if you had to guess what mine is, you already know
2: tequila. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just tequila. It's just um, silver tequila. I I much rather just do a shot because I don't want to do um yeah
2: I don't want to do like a whole sugary drink. No thanks. But I will go ahead hit them with what you do if you do do a drink because that will just if you know.
0: Oh yeah, it, when I do a drink
2: because I mean if I'm trying to keep it classy
0: i just do like silver tequila soda water with a lime oh
2: there you go boom that is my drink of choice as well so on that note we are going to cheers cheers to the shot and cheers ladies boom
1: cheers Cheers. thank you thank you for
2: joining us
1: being our first guest i have to say i think the people are gonna want more so
0: we're gonna have to schedule up after this i agree we love you guys
3: Love you both.